feeling weird, which is not something that I've ever felt before, like shortness of breath and things like that. So it's all been kind of new, um, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, which was good. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Bay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes and i want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than that are you with me babes see you in the podcast hello my beautiful humans i hope you're having such a fantastic day today and welcome to another episode of the endo babe podcast so today recording is july 31st So I basically took like the entire month of July off of podcasting because for those of you that don't know, I got the coronavirus at work because I also work at a hospital as an ultrasound technician, diagnostic medical sonographer, whatever you want to call me. Um, And our hospital here in Austin is actually like the COVID hub for like South Austin. We're getting patients, positive COVID patients from... San Antonio and Houston and places that are overflowing. And so it's just a lot of COVID positive exposures and things like that. Um, Thankfully, we we do wear like surgical masks, but not everybody gets like an N95 just because I think we're still low on them. Again, I haven't really worked in like a month, so things might have changed. But when I was working, we did not get like anything but a surgical mask, right? Um, but thank you for giving me the space and time to heal. Like, thank you so much. I'm feeling okay. (laughs) Um, this whole podcast, I'm going to kind of be sharing with you my COVID experience, right? It's been up and down. It's been all over the place. It's been a very odd experience. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for giving me the space and time to take this month off and heal and rest because talking for long periods of time was making me extremely short of breath and coughing a ton, right? Because of the exerted air that I was using, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of dive in. So I woke up on July 9th with a fever. Uh, well, not really even a fever, right? It was just kind of like a raised temperature of 99.3 degrees, Um, and like a light tickle in my chest and my throat. And I was kind of feeling like lightheaded and I had a pretty bad headache and body aches. And so I called my manager and I was like, Hey, like I woke up with like a little fever and like a tickle in my throat. Like, I don't know if it's just allergies, right? Because it's Texas and everybody has allergies down here. Um, or if I have COVID. And so like I went and called like occupational health and like went and had to go get swabbed, you know, just in case. And like as the day progressed, I just started feeling worse and worse and worse and worse. And every time I would get vertical, like I was super, super lightheaded. My head was just like pounding. My body aches so bad. And it's like curled up in a ball 
on the couch. You know, like it just felt like, you know, when you get the flu and you just like everything hurts, like that's what it felt like because I didn't really have a cough, you know, like and I didn't really have a high temperature, um, but like Tylenol and things like that kind of helped my body aches and my fever a little bit. But what was like the craziest was like the, the lightheadedness and the dizziness when I first every time I was vertical, right? Um, and so I spent the majority of that first day just like laying on the couch. Obviously, Eli drove me <clears throat> to go get my nose swabbed, which was a fucking experience. <clears throat> Sorry. And, um, man, <clears throat> sorry. Um, they like, they put the swab out, they put it in each nostril and they have to do a couple spins. Right. But then it has to go all the way back to your throat. So if you think like a straight line in your nostril, all the way to the back of your throat where you're like uvula <laughs> is back there, that's where they have to get that. And they go in each nostril and they like spin it around 10 times and then they go in the other one. And man, the right nostril didn't hurt. It was just like, ooh, that's really uncomfortable. The left nostril was super painful. Um, it is not a fun experience. <sighs> but thankfully, like um, the hospital that I work at, because we are like the COVID place, we all we do all of our COVID testing like in-house, right? And so it's a 24-hour turnaround instead of the usual week long because they before it used to be like a week long and for most other places it's a week long because they have to send it to the state to be tested and all these things um but we did ours in-house so then I I got a call because that was Thursday the 9th I got a call on Friday morning less than 24 hours later that I was positive um and so that was just wild because I remember telling Eli I was like it feels like the flu. Like, I feel like I just have like a cold, right? And if it was any other year and we didn't have like a pandemic going on, I would have thought that I just got like a weird cold. Um, and so like day two, like that day, I still kind of felt the same way. That lightheadedness and dizziness hasn't happened again since that first day. Um, but we just started on like Tylenol, taking all sorts of like vitamins and supplements, Mucinex, Sudafed, all of the things um, so that I was able to kind of like function a little bit. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, day two was just kind of the same as day one. My, again, minus like the lightheadedness and dizziness. And so like, I had a little headache. I had my body aches, fever controlled with pro or with Tylenol and I just had like a tickle in my chest you know like tickle in my throat like every time I would take a breath it just kind of like felt like a tickle um it was just it's just odd I guess so like day three and four like day three I woke up with like a raging headache I couldn't open my eyes um I was a lot more congested on that day. And so I think maybe the pressure from that congestion was causing my headache. Right. Um, and I still didn't really have a cough, but I could feel that it like more settled in my chest. And so I've been taking mucinet cons consistently because of that, because it just feels like it's like settled in my chest. And I'm sure you guys can hear it. Like my voice still isn't right. And it's still in my chest today, but we'll get there. Um, 
day four is when shortness of breath started, which was wild (laughs) being like a 29 year old healthy individual that exercises. Um, and yeah, I used to like chain smoke. So my lungs aren't as strong as they should be. Right. But just eating like a salad was like laboring. (laughs) Eli and I tried to make our bed and he, um, he got short of breath and he got chest tightness as well. Um, but we were both just like, eh, like panting, like making our bed. It was just like, feels like somebody's kind of just sitting on your chest, right? And like, you can't take a deep breath. And so you're doing everything like with super short, like inhale, exhales. Um, and just, it makes like chest tightness, which was weird. So yeah, day four is when that like shortness of breath really like settled in and I could feel that it was like settled in my chest more. Um, And I wasn't ever short of breath like sitting. I was short of breath like up and doing things, which thankfully I have access to like doctor on demand, right? Because I called them a bunch. (laughs) Um, And that's, they said that that's fine as long as you're not short of breath when you're up and doing things. Um or when you're sitting down, excuse me, then you're fine, right? It's when you're short of breath and like gasping for air when you're just sitting there, that's when I needed like to go to the emergency room if I needed to go to the emergency room. But just a little shortness of breath up and doing things apparently was fine. <laughs> um, Day five, I felt like absolute hell again. Really bad shortness of breath. It was probably like the hardest day since day one. Um... I couldn't make full sentences really without like being short of breath. I napped all day. I had no energy. I was super fatigued. And on day five, I lost my sense of taste and smell, which was fucking wild. (laughs) Um, Our little dog, Marley, she farts and they smell so bad. And Eli was like, oh my God, what is that? I was like, what? I smell nothing. And so I like went into the fridge and like smelled basil and like smelled a whole bunch of other things. And could not smell anything and so then we were eating and I was like oh I can't taste anything you know like I could tell that something was crunchy or that it was um cold but I couldn't taste anything which I think that was just like the most wild part of this entire experience because my nose was never like you know like when you're sick and your nose is really congested so you have a hard time tasting things like My nose has been like wide open, you know? And so that was just wild for me. Um, Again, I was just kind of like congested through this whole thing, but Sudafed really helped keep my nose open, right? Um, My congestion, fever, body aches were still kind of controlled on day six. I could still kind of feel it in my chest. My talking was still labored, right? Um, And so I called the the doctor on demand and they like called me in like a steroid for me to take if my breathing got worse. So I didn't have to go to the ER. Right. Um, and they told me to take it. Like if I spiked a high fever of 104, even when on Tylenol, which just seems like really high. Um, and if I was starting to cough up, like if my coughing up junk, like if my coughs were productive, then that could be a sign of pneumonia with the high fever. And so then that's when I should take the steroid. Um, thankfully like none of that stuff happened. And so I would have the steroid, but I didn't have to take it. Um, 
day seven and eight, like I was more body achy and fatigued, right? My cough was still getting worse. Uh, oh, my cough. I finally started coughing, I guess is what I wrote right here. Day seven and day eight is like when I fi- finally started to actually cough, right? Um, and it was just like a dry cough. It wasn't productive or anything like that. Um, and it just kind of got progressively worse. So day seven, eight, nine, like I could take a deep breath without pain, right? But my shortness of breath was starting to get a little bit better. But that cough just started getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and so as everything else kind of got better, my cough got worse. And day 10, my, my taste and smell were still gone. I was still kind of short of breath when I was talking, but I was starting to kind of feel better, right? All except for that cough. And day like 11 and 12, again, still short of breath, bland taste and smell. I'm starting to get like a little bit more energy. Um, my cough just kept getting worse. And it was just like a dry cough, like a, like, a <laughs> like that, you know, like not productive or like if you've ever had like bronchitis or something like that, where it's like your whole body's like coughing, like this is just like a lung expelling air cough. Um, you know, and then I was starting to kind of feel better along like day 13 and 14. I still had a cough. It on day 13, it started to be a little productive, right? But I was getting a little bit more energy. My fever was finally gone, which was wild. Like, have you ever had like a raised temperature for 14 days? Like insane. Um, or 13 days. Like I've never been sick or felt that poopy for that long of a period of time. Um, and day like, okay, I have written here like day 13, like my cough is still productive, right? My shortness of breath was getting a little bit better. But what was wild is like, I thought I was getting better. And I started to get some like GI symptoms, which people were saying that, um, there seemed to be like two strains or whatever. Like people would start out getting GI symptoms or they would just get like the lung stuff. And so I thought I was just going to have the lung stuff, but this like, I guess this, it would have been like two weeks after, like I started to get GI symptoms, right. That kind of lasted that whole week. And I was like, okay, well like I have my shortness of breath is better. My fever and body aches are better. I just have like GI symptoms now. Um, and I thought that was just like my body, like purging everything. (laughs) Um, but then on day 19, like I spiked another fever, which was just wild. Right. And my cough is still lingering. And so that was on this Monday. Um, like I just kind of didn't feel great. Right. And my cough was getting worse. Dry cough with a little bit of production. Right. Um, and then I woke up, I guess, I guess it was day 20. Um, I woke up and had like a little fever again. So it's just been like a wild ride. Cause then the rest of this week today is day 23, which is July 31st. And I'm still just kind of feeling poopy. Like I've had a headache all week now. I've been kind of congested that raised temp. Um, and my cough is more productive now. And it's more 
consistent, even when I'm taking mucinex. And so I took another week off of work just because of this. Like I, it's literally like an up and down, like one day I'm feeling fine. One day I'm feeling like death. One day I'm feeling like short of breath. One day I'm not. One day I have a really bad cough. <laughs> well, the cough has, um, the cough has been consistent. It's been the one consistent thing. Um, that was weird that it wasn't there in the beginning and now it's here. Um, one day I have a fever, one day I don't. It's just like, it's hard to tell and it's hard to stay consistent, which is just kind of, and you guys can hear like, just talking in this podcast right now, I'm like getting short of breath again. Um, it's just been wild. Like I've never been sick like this before, you know? Where like one day I'm fine and one day I'm not. One day I'm feeling better. One day I'm feeling like death and fatigued and short of breath. Headachy. It's just odd. <laughs> um, and one thing that I thought was interesting was that um, they were saying, so when I, when I first got diagnosed, I was like, okay, well, like, should I just expect that? should we just assume that Eli's positive, right? Cause he's in the same house as me. We obviously kiss, we share everything. Like, should we just assume that he's positive? Sorry if you can hear, um, some noise in the background, but, um, and she was like, no, we can't assume that he's positive unless he has symptoms because what they found a lot was that, employees that would test positive even though they were in the same household as somebody else they're like significant others were testing negative right and that really doesn't mean much because <laughs> the tests are only 60% accurate which is like a huge margin of error right like 40% is a huge margin of error um but I just thought that was really interesting and I was listening I don't know if you guys follow like Z Dog um on Instagram he's like this doctor who makes like funny memes and he's just like good and interesting to listen to. Um, he was kind of talking about how like the, they're finding that the antibodies of people that have tested positive are dropping off at like a really quick rate. Right. And so you build up antibodies when you're exposed to something like your, your body creates antibodies so that the next time you're exposed to it, you can fight it off. Um, and so they're finding that antibodies were dropping off, which kind of means that a vaccine would be, wouldn't work, right? Because that's the whole basis of a vaccine <laughs> is that it would help you build up antibodies. Um, but he was saying that one thing that they were finding in these people that were exposed prior or even like people spouses right or something like that like people that are around people that are positive or have a higher t-cell rate which t-cells are another part of your immune system right um to kind of help protect you um so i thought that that was interesting that if like our antibodies are dropping off and if like say eli like we we think he got it because he was short of breath and all of these things um but if he tested negative, right, 
number one, it could have been a margin of error, but his T cells could have been higher. And because they aren't testing for that, that's like another way that they could test to see if you've been exposed, right? Instead of just testing the antibodies. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, if you guys don't follow him, you find him on Instagram. It's ZDog. I think it's with two G's. He's just, he's funny. He's a comedian, but he's also a doctor. <laughs> and so he has like a lot of actual scientific information infused with some humor, which I always love. Um, yeah, this whole thing has just been wild. One other thing I thought was weird, because um, when I, I expect that fever, right, I had to call occupational health because I was supposed to be in work this week. And um, she was saying that sometimes it's been lingering in people and just like they're needing like an extra week off work because it's just lingering, lingering in some people. And so I feel like they just don't know anything about anything. Nobody does. Like we're all just learning and based on experience. Um, but I mean, overall, like I remember when this first started and we heard about coronavirus and it was terrifying, you know, and everybody was so scared like being like a relatively young, healthy adult, 20 something. Like it's been bad, but it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right? Like I don't feel 100%. My lungs are feeling weird, which is not something that I've ever felt before, like shortness of breath and things like that. So it's all been kind of new. Um, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, which was good. And that's kind of the story that I've been hearing from a lot of like friends that have gotten it right. Um, I have a friend up in Portland who had it and she it's been like two weeks for her and she feels fine. I have one other coworker that got it and he after two weeks, he was totally fine. Um, mine's just lingering a little bit. So I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but we're just going to go with it and I'm going to continue eating really good and sleeping a ton. Oh my God. I've been sleeping like 10 hours a night. It feels fabulous. Um, and just like taking care of me, right. Um, the medications and like supplements and stuff that we've been taking, we, we did Tylenol, right. For like fevers, body aches, Sudafed for congestion, Mucinex for lungs to kind of break anything up and get it out of there. Right. Um, I didn't ever want to take cough syrup just because I didn't want to suppress my cough. I want to cough out whatever's in there. I don't know. That's just the way my brain works. I don't know if that's right, but that's what I've been doing. Um, And then we've been taking like garlic pills, which are just good for you in general. Like garlic's like the super, super, super healer. Um, I always take NAC for my endometriosis, NAC. Just because there were studies that show that it can um, shrink endometriosis lesions. But when I was like Googling like supplements for lungs, right, um, NAC was on that list. So I've just been continuing to take NAC and a good multivitamin. And by that, I mean that I'm taking my gummy vitamins (laughs) because I love them. They taste so good. And um, oh, yeah, I always take CBD. We've been taking a lot of CBD, like the, the oil. Just because CBD has so many amazing healing properties for inflammation and pain control and all of this stuff. It's a wonderful, 
wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so definitely taking CBD in all of this. And in the beginning, we were taking like extra vitamin C and extra vitamin D because there were studies that showed that a lot of patients that tested positive were deficient in vitamin D. But I think that all Americans are deficient in vitamin D. So I don't know if that how accurate that study is or if it was just... Oh, and we've been taking zinc as well, like the under tongue lozenges. Um, a lot of things. And I mean, always, 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 always talk to your doctor before you start taking any kind of supplement because a lot of supplements can interact with your actual medications like your birth control pills or other medications you're on, right? And so you just want to make sure that the supplement you're taking is not going to affect any medication that you're on or cause any extra harm to you, right? So even though I'm saying that I'm taking these, you should definitely consult your doctor before you take any kind of anything. Um, even if you think it's good, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of all I wanted to chat about. Like overall, I think it's kind of going to be different for everybody, but I mean, it's been like freaking different for me day by day. And so it's just taking it day by day, taking care of my body, listening to my body, resting a shit ton. And like, it's even been different for Eli. Like he got short of breath and chest tightness, but he wasn't, and he had actually a little bit of fatigue, but he was not feeling as shitty as I was, you know? Um, and so I think everybody might have just like kind of different varying levels of symptoms, I guess I want to say. Um, oh, another thing, my my smell still isn't all the way back yet. Um, and my taste is kind of back, but things still taste pretty freaking bland, which is weird. Um, thankfully, I mean, it hasn't really affected my appetite. Maybe it has a little bit, but um, I have Eli like making me food and forcing me to eat. So <laughs> thank God for my husband. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. If you guys have any questions about my experience or if you get it and you want to chat about something or if you're having any fears coming up, like you guys can always reach out to me on Instagram. My DMs are always open um, at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I. Um, I also urge you guys, like if you're really scared, like start to journal on those fears, right? Like most fears that we have are because humans are really good at looking at the worst case scenario and focusing on the worst case scenario, right? When, when in reality, like the best case scenario is just as likely to happen as the worst case scenario. And so if you're really scared about getting this or you're having some fears about like anything, right? Like I really recommend you to journal on those and journal on the best case scenario. Like what if you get coronavirus and it's just kind of like, like me, like it just kind of feels like the flu. And even though it's lingering a little bit, like it hasn't been terrible, you know, like that could also happen. It's just as likely to happen as the worst case scenario. And so that's just something that I want you guys to remember and to kind of focus on. And yeah, I love you all. And I hope that you have a fabulous day. And again, you can always reach out to me 
on Instagram. And I will catch you guys on the next episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.